Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you've already seen the rapid fire video over on Cypher Glass, thanks for watching that. But if you haven't, go ahead and check that out. We talked about some topics that we won't cover here, uh, but I am, of course, not in my usual set. I am here in the SVK Crypto HQ in the heart of London, joined today by Charles Story and Shane Kehoe. Thanks guys so much for joining me and for having me in your office. You are so welcome here. And uh, this, is the first, this is the first of many uh, live from SVK Crypto HQ. We know that you've been over at one of our events previously, but it was yeah. great to have you on Tuesday night at the largest monthly meetup here in London every month. And this one was about EOS. How did you find it? Oh, it was awesome. We talked about uh, EOS in the future. I talked about EOS as the new internet, but it's amazing coming to these SVK crypto events. I've been to a lot of crypto events and SVK crypto consistently has a ton of people, a ton of excited people every single time. And it's just amazing that you can bring all of these people out in London. So it was very cool. The feedback was excellent that we got from you as well, Rob. So we're really awesome. happy about that. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming all the way, by the way. <laughs> so all of that excitement at the event, there's so much going on. People are obviously excited about what's happening. And the, the conversation, of course, was focused on EOS, but I want to hear from you guys directly. What about EOS or rather, why is EOS so exciting for you all at the moment? Well, it's not really that it's exciting at the moment. It's always been exciting. Right. Right. It just continues to increase as it develops and grows. And I think um, I think with, with where we are right right now, sure, the price action, and I say this a lot of the time, it's not really that important to me, although it's a guide and there's a lot of people that have vested interest in it. So I understand for some people that um, they do find price important because it relates to their maybe their personal wealth or what they can and can't do. But for us, it's not the most important part of the story. The tech build out is really yeah. what's exciting. And it really captured my imagination with the initial white paper and then the token generation event. But when we went to the hackathons in London mm. and in San Francisco, yeah. that really brought everybody together and it showed not only the community but the build out. And I think really since then the trajectory has been continually gaining interest and not just interest from investors but interest from devs and projects and people wanting to understand exactly what the ELSIO protocol and how to build and what tools and also you know, to our good friends and some of the other protocols, they want to migrate across. And right. we welcome everybody in the SVK EOS community. <laughs> Love it. So it's not just about now, it's really about the excitement as whole. And I really believe that we're only getting started and we're all really looking forward to the June Wonder. Awesome. And you guys are in a, a pretty unique position as one of the few EOS VCs that make up that billion dollar DAP fund that Block One has to fund projects that are utilizing EOSIO software. What is the kind of stuff that you're seeing on the deal flow side? Is there a ton of projects coming at you? What kind of projects are they? I'd love to just get your perspective on you know, the deal flow within this space. Yeah, sure. So we're in a really great position because we're a VC fund that's focused on EOS, right? right. We're an ecosystem fund. And that business is a great position because if you look at the opportunities that EOS has and you look at the values it can bring to so many different industries, it gives us a really exciting job because we're not looking at one industry that has the ability to be disrupted by blockchain, and in particular EOS. Mm -hmm. It's many different industries out there. And as Shane mentioned with our first investment, High Fidelity, that was into the virtual reality space. There's many other spaces that we're currently looking at. Gaming's a big sector for us. So it makes our job really interesting when we look at the different deal flow coming in because there's so many different industries. Um, maybe industries that 
are ripe for disruption, maybe industries that aren't quite there yet. It's really about timing. But we're seeing a lot of deal flow coming through, which is really great. On the timing side, um, I would definitely agree. You can have an unbelievable project, uh, a well thought out revenue stream, ki you know, killer and experienced team, yeah. um, right type of structure, framework wise, yeah. legal and regulatory. Yeah. But if their timing is too early or too late, doesn't mean anything. Correct. Yeah. You'll 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 find that a market will remain irrational far longer than you can actually remain liquid. Mm. So timing is key, but. Um, to give you some perspective, Rob, we have uh, on any given week anywhere from 100 deals inbound. 100? Yep. Yeah. Wow. 100 potential ESBC deals inbound. That's <laughs> um, crazy. Potential is yeah. a very loose word right. um, because some of the deals come true and they want to build out on other protocols, which are gotcha. maybe suffering from scalability problems. <laughs> and uh, of, of course, uh, we would never fund those type of projects. Um, right. Then we see some type of projects that are coming true, which might be doing some type of STO. Uh, we'd see some projects coming true, which are just uninvestable. They're just not investable grade. Um, projects which um, would be um, tried to have raised maybe from an ICO or done an ICO and haven't managed their treasury and are now looking for additional capital. Um, we have a very stringent process which we go through. Yeah. Uh, it's a three-stage process. But remember, we are out there networking across all platforms from our social media to our telegram to speaking at events to judging on panels um, to being very close to to the block producers, the EOS community. Like we've really got an open door and we realize that it's a real privilege to have that and we don't take that lightly. So uh, we welcome all deals. If you're working on anything which is gonna build out of the ESI protocol, please get in contact. I'm sure our details will be below. Our contact myself, our Charles, or come into our Telegram, which is SVK Crowd. Um, we uh, try our best to get back to projects as soon as possible. Uh, set up a call, uh, understand the tech, um, meet the team. Um, when we find a project that we have conviction on, and certainly with regards to our initial investments, um, we can be working on due diligence of a project for over three, four months. Yeah. Wow, it's a stringent process. That's um, awesome. And we would have an investment thesis built out. We would also get a third party to validate our investment. And um, of course, then we would have um, a data room from the initial call that we had with the person all the way through to making the investment and everything logged, everything, every phone call, every email, nice. every conversation. So um, we take it very, very seriously because we realize that we're in a, 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 you know, a very, very- Yeah, and down to that as well, it's really, it's twofold, right? There's new projects coming out, which were initial ideas. They haven't built anything yet. And then the other thing that we've been really blown away with is the existing businesses looking to utilize EOS. Right, and there's been a lot of those, and I think more than we probably thought of existing businesses, of existing balance sheets looking to utilize blockchain, maybe in a supply chain element to what they already do, and that blockchain of choice being EOS. What would you say is the ratio roughly of new projects that are just building on a blockchain for the first time and picking EOS versus the projects that are existing businesses now coming to EOS? I think that's an interesting one 75 25. 75 new, 25 existing? Yeah. Wow. But the 25 existing? are already companies which have balance sheet, which have a CTO, which uh, already have a business, clients, yeah. members. Like they're set up. They're right. set up. They're in business. And it's a little <laughs> bit, Rob, it reminds me of a little bit of the early days of the internet. You had existing businesses which didn't have 
a web page or an internet presence. Mm -hmm. And the questions that were asked back then is, well, what's your internet strategy? Huh. And these companies went from having a shop front, whether it be one store or multi-source, to then putting that shop front up on the internet. And we're starting to see that with blockchain technology. Yeah. We found that the companies which are always existing companies, and we're, we're in final DD on one particular company, which is in the fashion space, which is in the authentication. Oh, wow. Uh, we realized that um, they were uh, far more um, investable at this stage um, because they had already built everything else and were just looking to utilize a blockchain component for that authentication. So. Oh, okay, so is that an unannounced project that you funded? But that, that could be. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> interesting. We're getting some little uh, tidbits here. That could be, that <laughs> yeah. could be, but that's, that's very interesting and um, hopefully that all just works out, works out perfect, like I'm sure it will. Right, that's great. Are there any other projects out there that you guys have put funding into? Obviously, you came out with the high fidelity announcement, yep. and I want to dive into that in just a bit. But are there any other projects that you know you've gone out? You're maybe in the final stages of due diligence, or you've even invested in them, and you just haven't announced it yet. Um, I, I believe we have a press release coming out. When Charles tomorrow? Probably early next week. Early next week. Ooh, okay. Uh, so we got a we got a second deal done, and behind that we have a third deal done, and we've got a fourth. Um, work, close. Yeah, work, working yeah. on working on final final agreement. So wow. four deals, and I think another two behind that. So mm. I would think six. Busy. I would think six before uh, before the next quarter. That's awesome. Things are really ramping up. It, it seems like you got obviously a huge amount of projects inbound, but you really are actively going well, out. Well, you've been in our office yeah. today and yesterday. We're, we're meetings all day. Oh, like, constant. We're meeting every <laughs> If you're in yeah. London town, you're meeting us. Yeah. Like. You're coming into the office, everyone is welcome, it's an open door policy, and that's really key because a lot of people come through London, especially in the blockchain space, the yeah. hub that it's becoming, it's really key for us to embed ourselves within that and bring everyone into our ecosystem. Rob, it's somewhat different when, when you look at how ICOs were being funded in yeah. 2017-18, and you saw a project that you liked, and depending on what round it was in or what discount you got, or you could make or have to make or I witnessed people making decisions like literally in five minutes. Really? <laughs> on whether or not they would invest in five minutes? Yeah. And by, like, um, and by the way, they, they would have done the work on it. Right. But then it would be like, oh, you can get in, but you know, you need to send the ether by two o'clock today or four uh, o'clock. And they would make that decision to do that. And that was all fine. That's not our game. That's not what we've been doing. But when you look at it from a venture capital investment, you don't just meet somebody and say, perfect, we'll, we'll wire you and invest for a quarter of a million dollars. There's a whole process behind that. And it's not just a process of understanding their business, but understanding the valuation that they're putting on the project and how they're valuing that business. And right. you're making sure that if you're taking equity stakes like we do, we are a, 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 a fund which is taking equity stakes in EOSIO projects, you have to make sure that they're valuing it right. And that work has to be checked and validated and verified. And then also, after you go through that whole process of securing the deal, allocating capital, you then also have to make sure that you are the custodian of your investors' money. We have investors here at SVK Crypto. And we have to show that investor that we went through all the necessary points as per our subscription agreements. If we were not to do that, and we were to make a mistake, as has happened in, in venture funds in the past, in the past, 
a client can say, well, you said you were going to do this type of due diligence and you were going to get this type of back test and you didn't do it. Oh, wow. Now you're in a situation whereby not only have you made a bad investment, but you've, you've invested not on the terms of conditions where you've raised the capital. So mm -hmm. potentially your investors could also be uh, very unhappy with you. So yeah, you're liable for that. You are liable. So it's very <coughs> serious and we approach it as so. And for us, it's about managing capital, managing risk, helping supporting the community, but helping the supporting the community the right deals. Like so many people come to us saying, you should be investing in our project because we're gonna help the ecosystem. And I don't disagree that you're gonna help the ecosystem. I think it's wonderful, but your project's not investable because it doesn't have a revenue model. Mm. And if all we did was invest in projects like that, guess what? We wouldn't be around. Right. Because the last time I checked, it didn't say charity over the door. And that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, but it's, it's I, I, I push everybody to be better. And sometimes we've had projects where we've looked at them and we said, this isn't investable. And yep. they've come back and they've had a better idea with a better project and we've helped them. So That's great. Well, and I think the projects that you do fund that then are successful will end up helping the ecosystem in some way. 100%. You know, the more people that build on EOS, the, the more valuable that overall network and ecosystem is. So you guys are doing a great thing, even though it's not, you know, handing out free money to people, which is obviously no. you know, not the way to run a crypto fund. But, uh, <laughs> it's not It's not 2017. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's your point. Like, like, you know, no one's giving out free money or making silly bets anymore. 100%, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I'm going to take that bet to the grave. I'll be like, hey, that's the million dollar bet guy right there. <laughs> But that's great. So talking a lot about the future, uh, let's talk about sort of the present and maybe a little bit of the past with this recent investment in high fidelity. Mm. What is it about high fidelity that made you go, yes, okay, we're going to you know, make a seven-figure investment into this company? Yeah. I think when we look to the future, um, high fidelity has done an amazing job of creating a digital ecosystem, a digital world. And there's so many different applications within that. So I know that you've been on the high fidelity, you've had the honor yeah. of witnessing being inside this beautiful world. And there's so many different things that you can do within that. And it's really about where the attention is. And one application that we see becoming very prevalent in the high fidelity is education. Hmm. Um, if I were to learn about volcanoes from a textbook right here with you guys, I probably wouldn't soak in as much information as if I was to go on high fidelity and jump inside a volcano itself. Right. Um, when we look at the market cap for education, it's around a $4 trillion market. And if you look at technology in education, it hasn't really been progressing as much as other industries, right? Mm -hmm. Education hasn't really been able to adapt and adopt. We still use textbooks here in England to, right. to learn. And I think that virtual reality and especially high fidelity, we're in a really great position to do that. I know that you've been on a tour for one of the Egyptian yeah, tombs. too. Very cool. You get a chance to, to check that in the high fidelity. But you see what I mean? That's a real application there that Definitely. Um, I well, think is untapped potential. I think what's so cool about that also is that it's not just me and the other people on that tour that got to experience that, but the mm -hmm. tour guide herself is making a living now, giving these regular tours to people in this virtual world. And I think right. we'll probably see more of that as well. But the education is a cool component that I hadn't yet thought of. Yeah. yeah. That, is, been, that is big. Yeah. That, that's the game changer. And if you, really if you think about gaming, gaming's around $137 billion market per year. Education, I said, $4 trillion. And um, let's be honest, it could be a lot more fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'm really interested to is the hardware, right? So um, I know that you have a, a VR, VR setup. Yeah. It's very, very cool. And um, I think when we look back at mobile phones initially, well, they weren't very mobile. My dad had a mobile phone. 
It was like carrying around a car battery. <laughs> well, it was. It was like a suitcase. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like one of these. And a car battery. And that was a mobile phone. Wow. It was like a ball and chain. Was like, the battery life good? Oh, it went for like at least three hours. <laughs> but my point being is that that was the start. Right. Yeah. right? And then you look at your phone right now. And this is not the smallest phone in the market, as you already know. Okay, you have a, can have a phone on your watch. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see how the hardware will really slim down to having like just like a pair of glasses or maybe even something in a contact lens or, or a screen and, and, and that, that really then becomes interesting because the price point will also come down as well because that's one of the barriers right now. Yeah, and I think as well, when you look at virtual reality and I say this looking to the future, there's so many different applications within the ecosystem, right? You're creating a new world right. and you're part of the world. You're creating a new identity. You can pick your gender you have the ability to recreate everything. And it seems like a pretty big idea at first when I was to tell someone, like I have in the past, who doesn't really understand virtual reality and they're like, you know, what's going on? But really when you get into it, you learn more and you have the ability to experience this firsthand, it's for something very powerful. And I think that for us, we definitely see that. I don't think virtual reality is probably going to disrupt anything in the next six months, but um, it's something that's happening and high fidelity are really leading the charge on that. It's, a, it's, a, it's an absolutely sector play. Absolutely. Um, and I know that there might've been some people out there um, wondering why SVK and another EOS ecosystems fund invested into high fidelity, they had enough yeah. money. And that's true. They are very well capitalized and, and so they should be. For us, it was far more strategic for us to be on our first investment with Galaxy Digital, for us to be in that round with all the cap tables I have invested there, it's a really big win for us because sure, additional seven figures is not gonna move the needle, but for us, we're now going out to investors. An investor will always say, well, what's your track record and what have you invested in? And when you start to show them high fidelity and you start to talk to them about it and that we're already in and with the people that win, it gives massive validation for us. Right. So um, I think it was a very smart move uh, for us to negotiate some some you know, great great terms and get in on on that round. But more importantly, it shows our investors that we're very much at the forefront of finding proprietary deal flow from our community. And it was wonderful that we could put that deal together so quickly with the guys over at Galaxy. We were very happy to do that. And by the way. Um, since then, we've been over with Philip Rosedale in his office. Uh, Charles has done a podcast. Yeah. And the last thing I remembered is when I come to London, I'm going clubbing with you guys. <laughs> you did say that. Philip, that's, that's true. Yeah. Philip wow. Rosedale it is an unbelievable visionary, but a real, a real young guy at heart. And you can see he wants to have fun and enjoy himself. And also, not to mention that we're based here in London. We've built the biggest community here in London. We will be very helpful that when High Fidelity go to roll out any types of products that they'll come to London and we'll organize a meetup like we did for you. We'll nice. have everybody down and we'll promote it across all socials, YouTube, Telegram, and of course, Twitter and, um, and uh, all the other sectors that we have, yeah. all the other uh, links we have the back channels. <laughs> yeah. So it's, anyway, I think it, I think it's 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 and this is the way it should be when investing. It's not just about capital allocation. Don't worry about the money. It's what you bring to the table and our added value for high fidelity uh, and also high fidelity for us. I think was a great synergy. 
Awesome. So we talked in the rapid fire series over on the Cypherglass channel. I asked a little bit, you know, for that one tip from a VC's perspective, mm -hmm. what is it that you would tell the average crypto investor? And Shane, you brought up an interesting point, you know, take the long-term view. Uh, is that the, the view of SDK Crypto? What's your, your time horizon when you're investing in these projects? Yeah. Um, well, Shane's uh, time horizon is different to SDK Crypto. So mine's even longer. He's going to hundred years in the future. <laughs> I'm going to be around forever. I love it. Love it. Uh, our fund is a, is a seven-year fund. Oh, okay. Wow. So um, when we raise capital for our fund, it's a closed-end fund. So you're looking at uh, having capital calls and returning the capital to the investor on the maturity of the fund. There, there, might, there, there might be some events, uh, liquidity events during the seven years, but it's usually a seven year fund. So um, minimum time horizon when we look to invest is, is seven years. Wow. Um, I like 10 because it's a nice round number, but really I think for, for to see where this market will really take place with mass adoption, decentralized voting, fractional ownership, VR, in-game tokens and so much stuff we can't even comprehend. Con, yeah. I think you gotta look at 20 years. So with that in mind, you're saying 20 years, let's bring it back a little to that seven to 10 time yeah. horizon. What do you think the space, the crypto space overall will look like in seven to 10 years? Well, let me do this. Yeah. Um, let's use the 10. Okay, nice even number. Nice even number, I like 10. Do you like 10? I like 10. I like 10. All right. Let's go back from 10 years from where we are today. Okay. So where were we 10 years ago? We had just basically had Bitcoin, yeah. white paper, and some mine. All right. Not well. Not much. <laughs> so uh, Bitcoin was trading at what? A couple of people. And that so was pretty much it. Small group of cypher funds. Mm -hmm. Look at what we have now. Yeah. Right. And that growth really only came. Remember the markets in 2017, January run, mm -hmm. but only 20 billion. Bitcoin was at a thousand. Remember it went from hundred to a thousand hacking with Mt. Gox yeah. back to about $150-$200 and then went on the rip. So when you really see this space explode and there's a cool ICO video that we've watched sometimes. Yes, Elementus have done that. Elementus have done that. With the projects you should check out. So when we really see this one kind of parabolic only in two years ago. Yeah. So now you're looking at where are we going to be in 10 years. Right. Like. I think it's going to be even further because if you look at where we've come so far, it's been very retail driven, right? Yeah. And that has really been the the money in the market. I heard somewhere it was ninety eight percent retail of the market cap so far. Wow. And I don't even talk about the price side of things, but when you look at big corporations like the Ubisofts of the world and some of the big gaming companies out there with thousands of employees focusing on blockchain, well, you can see that picking up pretty quickly with regards to development of the underlying tech and also the amount of people involved, which is something very special. Yeah. So I think that in the next ten years. We're going to be in a very strong position. Um, I think blockchain will be embedded into everyday life uh, in, a, in a seamless, yeah. zero, zero friction type environment, um, and it will be used for some of the some of the you know early stage adoptions that we've talked about. But then there'll be a broader aspect, and it will be, be based around uh, property ownership. Uh, it'll be based around uh, insurance, uh, voting, and fractional ownership digitalization of everything. So we'll start to see big securities industries with regards to real estate, equities, fixed income, mm. debt. That, that is ripe for some type of disruption, but it's a regulated asset class and that will move a lot slower, but 
the cat is out of the bag. It ain't going back in. Yeah. So it's going to be the digitalization and tokenization of everything. Well, anything that involves trust as well is, is right for disruption, right? Any, any industry that involves trust. But I think it's really interesting when you look at where we've come from, as Shane said, where we're going. And I, it's anyone's guess, but I know what we're doing to prepare for tomorrow's future. We're working as hard as possible here at SVK Crypto. We're pushing more events out, we're getting more content out, we're looking at more deals. We're helping where we can. We just continue to do what we can today to build tomorrow's future. Oh yeah, I mean we're we're laser focused. Seriously, it's a heart attack. Yeah, we're only in this this one section of the office, but you get that vibe when you walk in that these guys are just focused. They got their sights set on you know building out the EOS ecosystem, investing in the right projects, doing the right due diligence. So I can't wait to see the projects that you invest in over that next ten year period. It's going to be great. But you're going to be right there along with us, Rob. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for this. This has been awesome. This was a special here at the SDK Crypto Office here in the heart of London, this new blockchain hub of the world on everything EOS. Thank you all for tuning in. And I noticed, what do you usually say? How do you usually start yeah, a podcast? Oh, uh, my name is Charles Story. I'll be your host next 15 minutes, coming live from the city of London Shoreditch. So let's get down to business. <laughs> okay, that's great. And I noticed in uh, the, the rapid fire question we did, you guys said go EOS. So since we're in go London, EOS. we'll get a go EOS on three. Straight. All right, you ready? One, two, three. Go, go EOS. EOS. Woo